Welcome, everyone. I am here with David Wolf to talk about one of the most common yet misunderstood contributory causes of disease, calcification. Calcification is behind almost all of the health challenges that we face today, such as heart disease, chronic inflammation, arthritis, psoriasis, kidney disease, and even wrinkles. As we get older, calcification only gets worse. So we are here to speak with David to understand clearly what calcification is and how it contributes to not only rapid aging, but also serious physical disease. So thanks for joining us today, David. Thank you, Lou. Great pleasure to be discussing a very interesting subject that definitely needs a lot more attention because this area of calcification is where we're at in our understanding about chronic inflammatory conditions and plaque formation and stone formation in the human body. And when we talk about calcification in general, can we describe calcification as a buildup of sedimentary materials in the body that are obstructing the normal physiological processes that contribute to health? That's correct. It's, it's the formation of hard materials, mostly calcium phosphate, but not only, that can build up in our tissues and do. And when we have a condition, say, atherosclerosis, or we have a condition, say, a cataract, what's really underneath that is something similar. Same could be said as a similarity between, say, cancer and kidney stones. There's something similar going on, and that is they, they both involve calcification, the excess formation of calcium residue in our body. So when we're younger, David, our body is very nimble, it's very flexible, it's very supple, the tissue is very juicy and soft, and then as we get older, this calcification begins to build up. It builds up in our tissues, it starts to form inside our arteries or arterial walls, causing vascular disease. Let's talk about over time, from the time we are young as we get older, what are the different ways that we are introduced to this calcium and how does it over time build up in our bodies? That's a great question. It's mostly environmental. I mean, we are exposed to these minerals and let's just call them bad calcium because that's a really good way to understand. It's real simple, just bad calcium. It's like having a hard calcium pill stuck in your joints. Um, we're introduced to a lot of these contaminants, bad calcium, by water. And in fact, well water is notoriously contaminated with calcification, the same, or calcium levels, high, hard water. City water is the same. And when we filter water out and get that hard water out, we actually are doing the first step to remove ourselves from being silted up by these organisms or these shells or these pieces of calcium, whatever we want to look at them as, and we'll discuss all of those ideas, we give ourselves a chance of, of evading some of the natural calcium that's in the environment. Now, that's one way. There's another thing that comes up, and that is when we have an infection, there appears to be a calcification component to every long-standing infection. And somehow, infective organisms screw up our natural juicy tissue, and in that place where we had that injury, that infection, that problem, we develop hardened calcified material. So that's another thing that's going on. It may be a byproduct of organisms that are infectious. They may leave behind sediment, and that is like coral being left behind or shells being left behind that you see on a beach. The clam formed it, but the shell is left over, and it causes obstructions. And when we talk about these organisms, we're talking about nanobacteria. What exactly are nanobacteria? Nanobacteria have been studied since at least 1986, and two researchers had identified or believed they had, had identified the first organism that was 
producing calcification, and they believed that they had isolated it. It's been a controversial issue for sure. Back and forth, the the pendulum has swung. And on one side, there's a whole group saying, hey, these are infectious organisms. On the other side, they're saying, hey, um, there's definitely a problem here, calcification, and these things are eating protein, but they're not living. So that we know on both sides now, interestingly in medicine, both sides agree that the problem is calcification. Is it an infectious organism? Is it an organism that it has been mutated and forms a shell like a coral or a clam or a mollusk or a mussel or a barnacle? That's something that we all have to weigh by our own research. But my research has indicated that since we're an ocean on the inside, that what's going on is that when we obstruct that ocean, we immediately begin to accrete or attract to that area where the obstruction has occurred clams. It's just like when you put a pier and you put the pylons out into the ocean, you put the pier out there, eventually if you start looking at those pylons out in that ocean, you'll see that they've accumulated a whole bunch of hard calcified organisms. On the micro level, that's the idea here, is that calcification may in fact be an infection. I actually believe it is based on the evidence that I've had. For example, zapping seems to do amazing things to calcium bumps. Like if somebody has a bump on their arm or something that's been there for 20 years, you zap it for three weeks and it goes away. And it's, it's like, what in the world? How could this, where, where, where did it go? I mean, if these things are really just residue, just calcium ions, we shouldn't see a result like that. But we do. Zapping generally creates frequencies or noise that infectious organisms don't like. So that just to make that clear for those of us who are listening who have never heard of zapping before. When we talk about these nanobacteria, if we've introduced nanobacteria into our system via well water, and I've also heard you talk about how, for example, if you go to a bakery and you just get a bakery item, that bakery item was probably made with tap water, and we've introduced these nanobacteria into our system, can these nanobacteria grow and replicate and form sort of like colonies in our body? Or if we ingest maybe, say, like, you know, 20 nanobacteria, does it stay 20, or can they actually reproduce and grow, forming big problems over a longer period of time? Well, there's been different theories about the growth of nanobacteria. You're definitely right that well water is a way that we get troubles, tap water, um, all kinds of kneaded dough, for example, bread can, can contain hidden hard water because it was the dough was rolled in some kind of a liquid, usually a hard water of some sort. And then there's calcium supplements are a problem here. So all of these factors we want to look at because we, we, we want to minimize our exposure. And that's what we do in the Longevity Now program, actually, is minimize our exposure and strategize on how to do that and how to reverse what we've already been experiencing in terms of calcification problems. Let's go on then to can these calcium-forming organisms or nanobacteria or calcium ions, depending on whose theory you believe, can they grow? And, and the answer appears to be yes. It appears to be that they grow geometrically, which means for those of us who are astute, they're like a cat instead of a dog. A cat will leave food in their bowl day after day after day because they'll ration it out. But most of the bacteria are, that are out there are like dogs. They'll eat every single thing on the first day, and then the population will collapse because there's no food left. So that appears to be what I've been observing according to the research on the subject, is that they grow slowly, but they do grow. And when we get to be about 50, 60, 70, 80, then we've got real calcification problems to deal with.
And I'm assuming that nanobacteria really enjoy places that's sort of easy for them to hide out, places where they're not going to come under attack from our immune system, places maybe where there's no blood flow. Can you talk about some of the prime areas in our body or locations that they really like to hang out in? What, what's some of the, um, the hot spots for nanobacteria? Well, they definitely like the joints, especially if our joints are misconstructed. We didn't really eat very well as a child, maybe even as an adult. We're just getting conscious about our nutrition now, and all of a sudden they have already set themselves up into a joint. And what does that look like? Well, let's say you have chronic psoriasis surrounding a joint. What's holding that psoriasis in, that infection, appears to be a calcification problem in the joint, not a skin problem. And I want to clarify that. That's kind of some of the stuff we go into in the Longevity Now program is clarifying what the real issues are. There's also areas of our cardiovascular system or even our lymphatic tissue that can be damaged or there might be an obstruction, and they tend to love areas where there is an obstruction. They tend to love areas where there's very little immune system, and they set themselves up in a nice colony. It's kind of like this. They like it warm and stagnant in the same way that coral like it warm and stagnant. If there's quick flowing cold water going by, they're not going to be anywhere found. So the more motion and movement we've got in our body, the safer that we are from these types of calcification problems. Okay, fantastic. So moving on from nanobacteria, let's talk about some of the other ways that we're exposed to this sort of excess calcium buildup. And the number one culprit from a from a inorganic point of view, I'm guessing, is going to be calcium supplements, which of course, ironically, is you know something that's supposed to be helping our body, helping us to build up good calcium. Can you talk a little bit about the fallacy of the calcium supplement theory? It has been known for a long time that the calcium supplement theory has serious problems. We know now that if we take calcium supplements just a couple weeks ago, they stated that there is an increase of 30% and the possibility of heart attack if you take calcium supplements. We also have never seen a study that says that calcium supplements can increase your bone density. In fact, we know exactly the opposite is true. If you take more calcium supplements, it actually causes osteoporosis, if you can believe that. And so this whole business about calcium supplements is, a, is really the symbol of bad theories. It's a symbol of bad scientific theories that have delivered us really poor tools that don't work. And what, what we're doing now is, and this is what I'm doing with the Longevity Now program, is bridging from ideas that do work that we've never heard of before and then stacking those things on top of each other so that if we do one of those things, like instead of taking calcium supplements, we take silica, we're going to get improvements in our bone density instead of diminishing returns, which is what the calcium supplements are doing. If we do just that only, we're going to get results. But if we add more stuff on strategically, then we start getting in to where the actual knowledge is. We start upgrading our, our operating system just on the issue of bone density and calcification. Okay, great. And for someone listening who maybe have just uh, had a visit with their doctor and the doctor has you know, told them to get on some calcium supplements because maybe they've gone a, undergone a bone density scan or, or test and their bone density is low and the doctor said, you know, I, I think it's a good idea for you to get on calcium supplements, they hear this, and they think, well, wait a minute, if calcium supplements are bad for me, how can I actually, in a correct way, build up my bone density or someone who maybe doesn't have enough calcium in their bloodstream? What's, what's sort of the correct way that someone can build up their, their calcium? 
Okay, so there's a, there's a couple issues that come up there. One of them is just the idea that we build bone out of calcium, which is which has actually never been proven. That's never been proven. That to, that should that should be a surprise to everybody listening. It appears to me that we actually build our bones out of silica, magnesium, and phosphorus. And then people say, well, what do you mean? Our bones are made out of calcium. It has to come from somewhere. And the answer is, you're, that's right. It's the calcium in its final form is not digestible, is not being used, but magnesium and silica, and actually to some degree potassium, can be transmutated or atomically changed into calcium. And that has been known forever. I mean, all herbal systems going into the past have always known that because they've recommended horsetail, which is an herb, for bone density, and it works. And it's all silica. There's no calcium in it at all. This idea then brings us to this idea of, okay, how much calcium do we need and where do we get it? I mean, what, what does calcium do then? Calcium is a relaxing mineral. It's an alkaline mineral. It's a detoxification mineral. It relaxes our muscles. It alkalizes us. It detoxifies us and can be very good as long as it's coming from a natural source that's digestible. For example, broccoli. For example, any green leafy vegetable like kale. In that form, it's wonderful. You can digest it, no problem. But if we have other sources that are indigestible, let's say, for example, hard water or pasteurized homogenized milk that's been cooked a million times and essentially all value has been lost, it's been cut with tap water, it's been skimmed off in terms of the fat, that calcium in there will be so degraded that it will also cause us calcification problems. And that's of interest because, you know, all this business about drink milk for your bones and all that, first of all, that's never been proven either that that helps you at all. There are some factors in dairy products like vitamin K2, for example, which is in raw butter and cheese, that are very good for helping to assist with mineralization. But it's not the calcium that's doing it. Okay, that's fantastic advice. And let's talk about the type of calcium that we're getting that's the bad calcium. We've looked at the, you know, the, the good bioavailable type of calcium that we can get from raw and living foods. The calcium supplements that are being produced today that are causing a lot of the calcification problems and the blockages in the arteries and the buildup in the joints, where are they getting this calcium? What is its nature? I mean, it's not bioavailable calcium, so exactly what is it? Basically, all calcium supplements on the market, some exceptions, but it's 0.01%, are made out of chalk. It's calcium carbonate, and it's used as the binder for the actual mineral pill or vitamin pill. So what they tell you is they say, oh, it has calcium in it, blah, 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 400 milligrams of calcium or whatever. Well, they, they would use that anyway because that's the binder for the pill. And what they're doing is they're putting it in a matrix of this B vitamin or that other mineral. The matrix itself, itself though, the hard pill itself, is actually calcium. So this is stuff that's been dug out of the earth. It's calcium carbonate originally. It's chalk. And it comes from places where there were ancient oceans, usually underneath deserts. Actually, as water comes down into the biosphere from the highest reaches of the mountains, it's exposed to different strata or levels or layers in the mountain that were once the bottom of an ocean. And that's where it picks up a lot of calcium. That's how water can actually get contaminated, quote-unquote contaminated, in the natural environment because it's picked up calcium from a piece of, a, of the earth crust. These pieces of Earth's crust have been mined for the calcium supplement industry, and one of the reasons why this is such a huge industry is because there is basically no cost to the calcium. It costs a penny. They could sell it for a dollar, and that's why we have calcium supplements. And so as people take calcium supplements, as people expose themselves environmentally to the different sources of the nanobacteria, 
I would imagine that uh, a highly processed food diet is rich with things like calcium carbonate and different forms of calcium. So over time, through environmental exposure and through different causes and conditions, we are gradually accumulating a huge amount of calcification. Correct. And it's worse now than ever before. That's why we're sicker now than ever before. There is a causative relationship between one's level of calcium and one's level of health or lack thereof. The more calcium in your tissues, the worse your health is. I didn't know this until I started digging into calcification research, but I thought this was an enlightening idea, that once you reach on that calcium score, a number like 80, and it's 0 to 100, once you hit 80, you're a goner. That's what they tell you. It's like there's nothing they can do for you. That's really interesting. I mean, I never heard of that. You mean when my calcium gets to a certain level, I'm dead? Calcium itself then should never be taken as a supplement. That's for sure. And it doesn't even work for bone density. We need to actually get to herbs and foods and supplements that contain silica, magnesium, and phosphorus, as I described before. And just to get into a little bit about how this calcification issue begins to affect us on a systemic level, not just the joints in things like arthritis, sort of the obvious things that we can see. But let's talk about how calcification can start to affect things like our kidney or our liver. When our organs are trying to process the different proteins and fats in our body, when our kidneys are trying to remove toxins from our bloodstream, I'm imagining that this calcification problem starts to clog up that normal systemic function of the organs and starts to produce many, many different types of side effects. Can you go into some detail about some of the different things that people should be looking out for that are happening in our organs, for example, different types of organ uh, failure or dysfunction? Okay, well, there's all kinds of effects from calcification, and it all happens step by step. Um, Somebody isn't instantly calcified one day. It's it's step by step. There are metabolic issues at work as well. If you have a calcification issue, stress increases. You're not able to get to ground. You know, we've been talking about this grounding in many of our educational pieces, Lou. What can happen is you become susceptible to even more calcification and more oxidation. These problems can be called sclerosis. They can be called inflammatory they can be called chronic. And they're usually something that starts affecting us when we're somewhere around 50, 60, and it it becomes like a daily ordeal that we're dealing with. Now, what really turned me on is that, you know, this daily suffering that we're going on, you know, for example, cataracts, you can't be able to see because you've got formation of calcium in your eye. I mean, that's what a cataract is. Hard of hearing, unable to hear. Buildup of tumors, which are hard. That's the nature of a tumor. It's made of hard material. That hardness is bad calcium. The, the nature of all this and where it's leading us in our understanding is that this area of step-by-step breakdown has a number of metaphorical similarities. For example, if we have calcification, we also are being oxidized. We also are being turned into an electromagnetic positive charge. And these things can all be worked on step by step by step so that we can get our tissues to be juicy again, get a negative electric charge onto our body by being grounded, for example, getting to a point where we can develop strategies that turn over the calcification and put us in a place where it's, it's going to literally dissolve. 
So there's a bunch of different things that come to light when we, when we discuss this. I mean, when I talk about metaphors of health and metaphorical ideas, what I'm talking about is calcification is to oxidation the same as a middle C on a keyboard is to the first octave C to the right. Each C is still the note C, but it's in a different octave. And these are, calcification is the most blatant, obvious form that there's been positive charge going on, that there's been excessive oxidation, and that things are getting gummed up. So that the natural vortex flow of all the fluids in our body is being disturbed in some way so that we don't have very good circulation. And David, I really liked how you've called it nature's recycling system because you can see this in the cycle of life where... When we're young and healthy, we don't have any calcification, and then nature has its way of pulling us under by filling us up with sedimentary deposits. And what we're trying to do with the Longevity Now program second edition is we're trying to remove ourselves from that natural recycling system, and we're doing so using very simple but clever ways. So can you talk a little bit about this nature's recycling system so people have a better understanding of what, what's naturally occurring and how we're trying to remove ourselves from that cycle? Okay, so calcification is natural to all mammals. It's, it's basically natural to all the noble organisms on this earth, birds, reptiles, amphibians, mammals, etc. We have our day in the sun, then our day is done. So part of coming to consciousness, in my opinion, and this is where I direct my thoughts, is our understanding of nature's recycling mechanism, what's going to cause us to break down, to have illnesses, to have problems and aches and pains, to break down our will to live, is something natural, that that's okay, that that's natural. Otherwise, if we didn't have recycling organisms on this earth, we'd be riding high on 50 levels of brontosaurus and you know 30 levels of tyrannosaurus rex. I mean, <laughs> nothing would have ever been recycled on earth. Part of our coming to consciousness is learning how to evade as best as we can under the current information where we are, Mother Nature's recycling systems, so that we can actually be very clever, but not necessarily we don't have to be that smart. Because this is one thing I've noticed, it's an observation I've had, just dealing with alternative medicine all these years I've been in this, is that whatever the idea is, whatever the protocol is, it's always clever, that, the one that works. It's always clever, but it's never difficult. Because really, the way that, that it's been set up, the way God has set it up, nature, whatever, it's got to be available to everybody, not just geniuses, not just people who are super smart in one area, but it's got to be available to everybody. And that's been my observation. Whenever I come across something really interesting, like, for example, this whole get off the calcium supplement and get onto the silica supplements, that, right there, anybody can do that. It's just a simple choice you make in a health food store. It's a simple choice you, you make in the way you buy supplements, for example. So it, it's available to everybody, but it's much more clever. There's much better research behind silica than there is behind calcium for our bone density, for example, and our youthening. Fantastic. So in the Longevity Now program, second edition, what you've done is you've compiled a list of very clever yet simple strategies to remove ourselves from the recycling system, also to not contribute to the speeding up of that recycling system by introducing things voluntarily into our diet, into our body, and making appropriate choices. One of these, of course, is you know breaking down and dissolving the calcium that we've already brought into our bodies, and another one is refraining from and avoiding uh, introducing some of those you know calcification components uh, into our life and into our body. Let's just talk briefly and generally about some of the tips people can can engage in what we can do solution oriented. 
Okay, the, the solution is, al is always strategic, never difficult, but strategic, which means it's clever. And again, going back to what I was saying earlier, we want to stack the odds in our favor whenever possible. So there have been things that have been learned about calcification that are fascinating. One of them is, is that when you take into your body a bad calcium dissolver, and this is all explained in the Longevity Now program, exactly what that means and how to do that. Let's say something like MSM, which is a popular supplement that's sold all over the world. Methyl, sulfonyl, methane, it's used for joint pain, it's used for detoxification, it's used for liver support, it's used for skin, hair, and nails. It's just one of the greatest supplements out there. It also has an attraction towards bad calcium, appears to turn into calcium sulfate, making that calcium usable to the body and helps to remove calcification conditions. To prove that, what I would recommend is starting to study some of these books on MSM because when you look in there, you'll see there's many different calcification diseases that improve when somebody's taking MSM. But by itself, it's great. When we add in something also very interesting that I originally picked up from the medical literature, and that is a super powerful immune system tonic, an herb or a type of herb, then what happens is we get the bad calcium dissolved, and let's just take the analogy of a clam. If the MSM strips down the clamshell, the jelly blob on the inside needs to be dealt with by our immune system. So what we're talking about here is, is the basic strategy of the Longevity Now program is a one-two punch. If you take a bad calcium dissolver with a medicinal mushroom like a reishi, and then we develop that out to many more sophisticated directions because there's, MSM is not the only bad calcium dissolver, and reishi mushroom is not the only super antibiotic mushroom. So that's the kind of ideas that are played through in the Longevity Now program. And then there's additional stuff later that we touch on that's very helpful that if you were to do right now, you could benefit. For example, when we get into this whole piece on grounding, I was reading about Rudolf Steiner the other day. It's a particular passage that I really like about Rudolf Steiner. And if you don't know who Rudolf Steiner was, he was almost like a scientific prophet or an agricultural prophet. I mean, it's hard to really describe what kind of person he is. We don't have a, a we don't have an archetype in Western civilization that really encompasses his knowledge and his wisdom. But anyway, Rudolf Steiner said that if we get excessive amounts of atmospheric forces on us, cosmic forces, forces that come from the sun, forces that come in from the heavens, basically oxidation, and we're not grounded, we're not connected to the earth, which naturally will come up to, into us and shield us. For example, we have shoes on, we're blocking the electricity of the earth from coming up into us and protecting us from the sun. Then what will happen is, is we'll develop calcium faster. And he actually says that there's a dynamic balance between forces that are coming in from the cosmos and forces that are coming up from the earth. And if the forces from the cosmos are greater, for example, somebody gets too many x-rays, they get too much radiation, they will develop calcification conditions and then the whole situation will get worse. And this is something that's discussed in part four of the program, which is using special technologies to not only uh, avert the calcification component, but also to bring in positive immune-supporting anti-inflammatory forces into our body to maintain vibrancy and health. And one of the wonderful things about the Longevity Now program, second edition, is that it's not just something, for example, older people would focus on because they suffer more from calcification. Because the program is focused on 
prevention and not exposing ourselves to these things and keeping an immune system that's very strong and powerful and keeping ourselves rejuvenated. Everyone, young, young and middle-aged, can benefit tremendously by having a lifestyle that is built around avoiding the calcification and keeping our immune system and ourselves healthy enough to kind of keep that at bay for as long as possible. And one of the things, David, that I've noticed for people is their mobility. You know, as people you know, get injured, as you mentioned previously, and as they get older, one of the saddest things is to see people who are mentally really strong, mentally really active and energetic, but physically they're losing their mobility from calcification. So the Longevity Now program, second edition, has some wonderful additions to it. One of them is the mineralization. We've got new full color, uh, as well as a special weight loss section and hormones. And all those components built in together make for a great prevention program for people uh, who have not yet entered the middle or later years in life. That's very well said, Lou. What, what's actually going on for all of us? Nobody accepted. Everybody is listening right now is that most of our ordeal with the health food world, with supplements, with superfoods, with herbs, all that, has been totally random. It, it was not approached strategically. And what we're doing in the Longevity Now program, second edition, is bringing the strategy in so that we're not shooting in the dark anymore. We've learned some things over the years. There's been so much learned in the natural health world. I'm telling you, Lou, just this week, I've been reading books on cancer and and natural remedies for cancer that have been out there that I didn't even know about. I've been in this industry for 17, 18, 19, pretty much going to be 20 years here. And I didn't even know about this stuff. And so what's going on is there is a cross-referencing of a lot of information that's happened, and now we're starting to learn a few things. And that's the strategy so that whenever we're taking stuff, it's not just haphazard, but it's taken with an idea, an intent to break down bad calcium. One of the things about Western diagnostic medicine that's really interesting that I find is that people, no matter how alternative they are, they like to get the Western diagnostic and see exactly what their tumor looks like, where it is, the whole thing, because it's way easier to visualize it if you have that bit of data. And that's why we are now saying, hey, look, here's a problem, bad stone formation in your body called bad calcium. If we're able to visualize that, if we're able to have the intent, for example, of dissolving those stones in our body, if we're able to then add a program, herbs, superfoods, certain types of drinking water that can alleviate our troubles, then by all means, let's do it. And that's what we do in the Longevity Now program, second edition. I feel, you know, very honored and privileged to be at the cutting edge of this research with you, uh, not just now, but we've been doing this now for, for many, many years. I know. It's been a long time we've been playing around with this stuff, and, and we're learning a lot. I'm learning a lot, and, and that's why I've updated the Longevity Now program is just, just bring that latest information in and on board. Uh, I do want to mention that, just to, just to repeat the idea, there is something that is similar across all these chronic inflammatory diseases and, and many other conditions, and that is calcification. Just to, just to point that out, that there are commonalities amongst diseases that are so obvious we didn't even look at them, and that's where this program comes in is it's giving us more understanding. It's putting the underpinnings in so we can more effectively guide our therapies, whether, if, whether or not they're alternative therapies or even conventional therapies, because one of the great things about the Longevity Now program is it's an adjunctive program. You can add it into almost whatever you're doing right now. I'm reading a book. Um, I'm reading Suzanne Summers' book, Knockout, about all the different doctors who are working with cancer and basically, in effect, curing cancer. And let's say you're on one of their protocols. Let's say you're on, you're doing Dr. Nick Gonzalez's pancreatic enzyme 
protocol. This is an, an adjunctive thing to the Longevity Now program. So you improve your chances. You bring more strategy to the table. You put your best foot forward in a more positive and more sure way. Okay, this has been a fantastic interview with you, David, and we look forward to doing some future segments with you, going into a little bit more detail about some of the other aspects of the Longevity Now program, second edition. For now, if people listening to this interview would like to check out the remainder of this webpage, you can see the various aspects of the Longevity Now program, the things that you'll find within the program. And in this new edition, we've had a lot of wonderful updates. One that I hadn't mentioned before was the new section on Deer Antler that you did, David, because Deer Antler Now is getting uh, such an incredible amount of attention from people who are really into Chinese herbal medicine and traditional Chinese medicine uh, treatments. And, and deer antler is something that you've been really into for the last year, I know, as well. It's interesting, Lou. At the beginning of our conversation, there were two deer right in my front yard. I was looking at them while we were talking. And wow. what beautiful animals. They're, they're female, though, so no, no antler rack. Um, the deer antler is nature's answer to hormone replacement therapy, essentially, and it's been used in Chinese medicine for 5,000 years. Why not give that a try before we get into the guinea pig game, which is this estrogen replacement therapy, which we know has been mostly a failure, and even bioidentical hormones. Let's see if our body can do it naturally from ingesting natural substances instead of taking in essentially synthetic hormones, which can't work and can be good, but it's very, very beginning. We're very much at the beginning of our research in that area. I always select what's natural first, and then if you know if that doesn't give the, the the magic, then we go to a deeper level of strategy. So deer antler is hormonal, and we know for sure now that the older we are and the lower our hormones, especially in men, if it's low testosterone, the bigger the troubles are. By the way, men, if you're worrying about your prostate and the testosterone can inflame prostate problems and even prostate cancer, that has been proven wrong. The testosterone does not cause problems with prostate cancer. In fact, it's inhibitive of prostate cancer. Some metabolites of testosterone can be troublesome, um, but testosterone itself is actually very, very good, and it's good to have that in your saliva so you know where your hormones are, and actually the saliva test appears to be better than the blood test. With women, we know that if we're estrogen dominant, especially if we have too much estrone and estradiol versus estriol, which are the three estrogens, um, that can trigger off a lot of troubles. And we always want progesterone to dominate and or at least do, do its function and role. And how do we do that naturally? Well, deer antler gives us those opportunities. We can start experimenting with this stuff and see where it takes us. Thank you so much, David. Uh, this has been a fantastic sort of brief overview of some of the basics of the Longevity Now program, second edition. All the new research that you've put into the second edition is going to be a great adjunct for people who've bought the previous edition. If you've not bought the previous edition of the Longevity Now program, the second edition uh, definitely is going to blow you away. Not only is it an updated version with the new hormone research that David's engaged in, the deer antler research that he's just mentioned, the mineralization research that he's been focused on for the last year and a half, but it's also 20 years of your life's work. So if you like the information that you've heard on this recording, you can just imagine that times about 1,000 and you've got the Longevity Now program second edition because this isn't just a short book. This isn't just a couple of audio CDs. This is basically uh, 20 years of your life, David, updated and at the cutting edge stage of medical development. Yeah, I think it's going to be a, a great catalyst for whole new types of research 
is going to give a lot of people a lot of hope out there because they're going to be able to not only see that there's possibility that things can get better, but actually feel it and actually feel that things are improving. It's, it's, really, it's really exciting. It's very exciting. I mean, I was up all night last night reading about these alternative cancer therapies and just piecing together how the Longevity Now program captures a lot of those ideas. And then as we develop that Longevity Now program, we go into the future, it's going to even take us further because each step in the right direction gives us momentum. And that momentum allows us to get a little bit more sophisticated, a little bit more on top of it. And, and that's what I really want to give people. Is like, like every day you wake up and you feel better, like you feel like things are improving. A friend of mine, by the way, just before I let that go, somebody asked him, he said, what, you know, what is it? why do you do all this health stuff? You know, what is the deal? And he said, because I get to wake up every morning and feel that my life's getting better and my health is improving and I'm getting younger.